Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. year 2023 you're here with me you know me i'm your host cheryl dr cheryl bryant bruce md the celebrity doc here with my co-host hisham elamati hurricane h and we are back bringing you another set of great shows we're excited to be going into the new year we're going to be bringing you lives we had a little glitch this morning so for those of you who did come on and try to join us us live that'll be next week's show <laughs> but we are here today with a fabulous guest coach Giovanna. Evans, and she is Coach Vaughn, a life coach, and she is going to be here with us talking about how to be fly for the new year. Remember that our show is here to educate, inform, and entertain you, and John Vaughn is going to bring you all three. <laughs> coach, coach Vaughn has been a life coach extraordinaire for between 15 and 20 years prior to that. She was working in IT. I met her at the Billionaires Roundtable and had the opportunity to hear her speech. And this is a brilliant woman. So I am excited to bring her to you. Coach Vaughn, tell us how to fly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you all so much. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this amazing discussion. Um, of course, you know, you said uh, we're also going to have entertainment and she's going to bring that. I, that's all I can bring, right? <laughs> that's all I know how to bring. So I'm thanking you all in advance for being okay with me being me. Because that's what I'm going to encourage everyone else to do as we have this discussion of being first loving yourself. That's what FLY is all about for the new year. So again, thank you all so much. We're all so pleasure. excited to have you here with us. <laughs> We're so excited to have, us, have you here with us. So tell us all about FLY. How did you come to this program? Yeah, that thank you. That's a great question. Um, I, I oftentimes get that, you know, 
Uh, it's interesting because if you all have noticed, and especially since the pandemic, right, uh, there has been this big push and this big uh, march and uh, a new stance of self-care and self-love, right? We mm -hmm. found out through, through the pandemic, all of us had this collective consciousness, like this prayer of, I just wish the world would slow down. And it happened, right. right? Unfortunately, it happened in the manner that it did, but that gave us an opportunity to really sit with ourselves, right? And to see yeah. um, some of our shortcomings, some of the uh, things that we needed to really focus in on and understand what matters most and what is most important. And you would hear that term a lot of self-love, 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 self-love. And I'm like, well, y'all, self-love is, is deeper than just the self-care portion. Because right. a lot of people think about self-love. I love myself. I love myself. It's more than your hair done, nails done, everything did, right? You know the song, nails done, hair done. It's more than that. Right, exactly. It's more than that, right? When, when I talk about the word fly, and I'm talking about first loving yourself, there are five pillars that I developed over, uh, I want to say it was well over 10 to 12 years. Um, when I went through a cycle of a bad divorce, um, I lost my home. I lost cars. Bank account was in negative. Credit was upside down. And I had to look back and say, what allowed you to be in a what what was okay about accepting a relationship such as that right and don't get me wrong it that was it, it wasn't physically abusive right but it wasn't a great situation for myself and i had three beautiful daughters out of that marriage right three beautiful daughters but i had to take back my power queen and say you can't blame it all on him what part did you play? And that's when that whole that first loving yourself came into play. I said, you know what, Vaughn? You didn't truly first love yourself like you said you did. So that's where it really stemmed from. I think that uh, Hurricane and I call that going to an empty well. Mm. So we've talked about that uh, several times now. <laughs> well, it you know, I mean, I'm I'm listening to you, and and first of all, I love the concept and uh, and and the ideology behind it. And uh, you're addressing something that I think affects everyone. Uh, prior to pandemic, post pandemic, you know, it's it's always going to be there. And the example that you mentioned, where it triggered, is something that a lot of people are experiencing or have experienced. It's not. It's very common. I mean, divorce is big, and relationship is something that everybody you know has or is experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so your concept is going to help, and it's helping people to kind of identify what goes wrong, what shouldn't, what should be, what should be done to avoid maybe even get into a situation Absolutely. before. Because I think the problem is if you can prevent some of the stuff, you know, in advance, and you know what you look for, it's a whole different. You don't have to go through the whole nine, <laughs> the, the whole nonsense, and and it's tough because I'm sure that whole debacle of you going through the whole divorce process, which most of people complain about mm -hmm. is, is just crazy. And, and restarting life is not easy. I mean, you mentioned credit. I mean, just building that back up is a problem. <laughs> you know, yeah, that financial thing is, a <laughs> I think that's, that's like the most, you know, uh, devastating besides that being the personal part, you know, of it and, and the, the children and all the stuff in the mix and all that. But, but I think 
it is a great topic because I think it affects mentally, it affects physically, it affects Absolutely. work. I mean, it affects every part of our lives. So, so yes. let's talk about that. Like, you know, you've, you've, you've gone through it, but like what, what some of the things that you've discovered that could have been different? Absolutely. So I was saving that because I wanted y'all to ask that question, right? <laughs> I want to just go ahead and jump into it, right? Um, but before I talk about how I develop it, I, I love the fact that you said it's ha it happened even prior to the pandemic, right? Yes. Um, but I believe what was happening prior to the pandemic is the hustle and bustle of life didn't allow yeah. us to truly embrace and say a lot of things that we are experiencing in life is because we're not focusing in on ourselves like that, right? Because we need that moment of quietness, of stillness to really be able to grab a hold to say, you know what, I'm the problem. Right. Yeah, we were so busy running through life that we didn't have a chance to think about what we were doing and what the quality of our life was. Exactly. Ex exactly. So, um, how what what being fly is all about, and I'll intertwine my story in there as I go along as well. Mm -hmm. um, as I was going through the separation process, and um, I was like, how can I best get through this? as quickly as possible. One of the things that I realized in order to do that is first, I have to become self-aware. So this is how do I also avoid this from happening in the future? Like you said, mm -hmm. to your point, how can I be proactive, right? Oftentimes we are a very reactive society. The yes, only yes. thing that we may be proactive in, and I can't really say that because I don't know how long my check engine, my oil change light will be <laughs> on, right? It's like, you know, 3,000 miles is about to hit. Why do you that light to come on, right? <laughs> but with that being said, um, self-awareness. Self-awareness is the, I developed, it's called the fly life cycle. At first I called it the five pillars of fly. But when you think about pillars, they all are around, like they make sense because they're standing next to each other, but they're very separate. But I like the cycle better, right? Because it's a continual journey. Because mm -hmm. I have first loving yourself with the ING because it's continual. It's not yeah. a thing that I just first love myself. No, every morning I got to get up and choose to do this throughout the day when I'm ugly, when I'm, when I'm pretty, you know, when I feel good, when I don't, it is a continual journey. So the first stage or the first part of that cycle is self-awareness, right? And I call that the stage where we need to do some identity, right? We need to find out who are we? And in mm -hmm. order for you to find out truly who you are, you got to spend some time with yourself. And you do that by way of self-reflecting. And again, back to that hustle and bustle of life, you don't have the opportunity. We got the children. We got the jobs. We When we're in the car on the way to work, we're listening to the kids fuss or we're listening to music or we listen to a podcast. There is something that's always going on. And very rarely, and I get it, there are some of us that are so in alignment and we always have life together, right? That we're always meditating and doing yoga and having those moments. But a lot of us regular people at that point of time, we weren't doing that, right? So the first part of that, of being fly is becoming self-aware and understanding who you are. 
I have this um, thing that I really focus in on my coaching that uh, the main thing that I want us to understand is what we do is not who we are, but who we are makes us great at what we do, right? And once you start understanding that who you are and not what you do, when what you do is no longer available to you, you can still thrive. You can still shine, right? And I think that's a great point that you make because so many of us, our identities get tied up in our job exactly. or our role as a, a wife, as a mother, and we lose sight of who we are if we ever knew who we were because we all spend so much time living behind these masks that we put up that we even put one in front of our own faces in the mirror and we can't even see ourselves. So a lot of us are walking around and don't know who we are. Absolutely. And to your point, neither did I, right? <laughs> because if I did, I knew that marriage, that I shouldn't have went into that relationship. I knew I shouldn't have. But because of some unresolved issues from my upbringing, right? I wanted to avoid that situation and felt like this was the best path to go. Right. Mm -hmm. The path. The, this was the right way to go. You don't want to be like your mom. You don't want to end up like this. So deal with the situation. Right. So. But if I was confident in who I truly was, if I understood that you are a queen and royalty is your birthright, being in that relationship wouldn't have been acceptable. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's that first stage. Self-awareness. And by way of self-reflecting and properly self-reflecting. Some of us, we will self-reflect, but we self-reflect with the wrong intention, right? Sometimes that self-reflection looks like, man, I can't believe I did that. I'm so dumb. Why I keep falling for that same mistake over and over and over again? Why did I? And it's a very much victim positioning mm -hmm. versus a victor positioning, like repositioning, I'll say. So when we're self-reflecting the way that I was self-reflecting in that situation, I was like, dang, you, you, you dropped the ball on that one, but what are you going to do better next time? What allowed you to say that was okay to get in that situation? I need you to deal with that. So that don't happen again. So that's the first cycle of first and that's actually difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people can't be honest with themselves and take ownership of their why. Instead, they put it out and project it onto the other person. Well, you know, I was in this situation because they, mm -hmm. as opposed to because I. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we give away our power when we do that. Yes, we that do. Means I just if I said I'm in this situation because you you did this, that means you will forever be able to control my life. And I don't like the way that feels. Mm -hmm. Give me back <laughs> my power and let me say this is the part that you played in it. So you will avoid that from happening or at least mitigate. Right. Do some uh, uh, some analysis. Right. Hey, <laughs> make sure something is in place so that doesn't happen again and that way i have full control of it not you right i may make a mistake but it won't be that same mistake. it won't be that same it, it won't be that same and that's something that I, I i help uh the people that i coach through that process i'm like understand what the purposes of tests right 
The purpose of a test is to ensure that you've learned your lesson, right? That you've gotten the knowledge that was previously given to you, whether it was through education or through experience, right? <laughs> now, if you take the test and you fail the test, what happens? A couple of things can happen, right? One, you're going to keep taking that test until you pass it, right? Even in school. Or even if you pass that test, you may have to take it again, but you're not going to be as concerned because why? You already learned your lesson. So you're going to float through it a little bit easier. And that's how life is as well. I like that analogy. Yep. It's yep. as real as it gets. <laughs> well, 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 so so I, I love what you said about the the you in control part, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and also the fact that most of the people are always like looking at the other, like you. It's uh, you know, it's always about accountability or lack mm -hmm. of 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 accountability because it's easier to actually blame everybody mm -hmm. and and not seeing that you are part. There is no problem where you're not part of it. I mean, if mm -hmm. there's a problem, you're part of that conflict. So whatever it is, you have a part that played and. If you're not aware of that, you can do all the stuff and, and, and separate and stuff, but you'll take that same to the next level. And now you're going to reapply the same problem and then you're just going to keep going. So, yeah. I'm, and, and it's, it's the most powerful part about, again, and you said it best where you said, if you know, if you work on you, mm -hmm. uh, everything else can be, you know, you can reset anything. But, but doctor, you mentioned something even more, you know, uh, connected to that is that we are conditioned since birth, literally. I mean, everything is really predetermined and we see like how things are working and we just take it as is and we apply it as is. And then we get busy school, school, you go out, get up, then work and boom, boom, family. And it's that cycle. And we never take a, a moment to like breathe and say like, what's up? Where do I stand? And then uh, even psychologically, I mean, Dr. Haim, mean, we do the show and he has said that we don't even find our identity until like past 30. Statistically, right. psychologically right. speaking, which means most of us, until we we hit that thirty-four mark, thirty-five mark, we're not even sure, and therefore all the mistakes are happening in that phase, and then it, it could be too late, and then sometimes some people don't come back from it. Mm -hmm. And I think, right. I think the work right. you do is awesome because you can change and and maybe even assist people to avoid finding the identity at thirty plus. You know, maybe Absolutely. early on you can change on you know all the stuff, and and that's dynamic, and a lot of you know now with the podcasts and the shows and stuff. You know, people can have that access easily to information mm -hmm. that they may otherwise have not had. Mm -hmm. And and you said something more, you know, uh, uh, really eye-catching here, because when you said something like, well, I wanted to not do exactly what I've seen mm -hmm. in my... Mm -hmm. And so so that's the other thing. You've, you've applied everything based on what you were trying to avoid, but mm -hmm. was that the right move or not? You discovered maybe later, and then mm -hmm. therefore now you had to... Right, right. Amazing. I mean, but. you know, it, it's kind of like... Um, when we're young people, we blame our parents for, for certain things. And, oh, they were awful because they did this to me. And they were awful because they did that to me. And then all of a sudden we become parents. And then our parents become incredibly bright. It's like, <laughs> wow, now I get it. You know? Now I see. Yeah. <laughs> they did that to me. <laughs> well, we don't listen because we're, yeah. we're, we're, like, we're like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. I get right. this. Right, and, but, exactly. but in order for you to get something, you need to know what, what you are first. And then we're not there yet. And so therefore you take it all wrong and you, you learn, exactly. you know, <laughs> through the punches, exactly. but you can avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe the part that you talked about when it comes to, you know, what it is that we end up experiencing, 
I know for me, and and I'm full. I'm tra- I'm super transparent. Um, that's a, that's a part of my my coaching, right? I want people to understand that I'm not coming from a place of judgment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm coming from a place of understanding, right? And I'm here with you, right? Uh, and if you uh, would look at our ethics, if you will, for coaches, one of the things is your coaching is not about you. And they actually, and I think it's the same, it's the same for psychology. My husband's a psychologist, right? You don't share your stuff, right? But I believe that really connects us. It it really connects us and it gives them an opportunity to heal because they feel like it's not coming from a place of judgment. But with that being said, the thing that I was steering away from is that I was raised up in a household with three other siblings and each one of us had a different dad. Right. And I didn't like that. And that affected me as a child, but I didn't realize to what extent it really did until it manifested itself in my adulthood. So when mm-hmm. I got hooked up with the first dude and this happened, I'm like, oh, dang, I got to make this work. <laughs> I got to make this because I vowed that I wouldn't, you know, take my my children. If I if I plan to have more kids, it, they will not be by separate you know, separate men. Um, but a part of that is not having the uh, the wisdom of older people or other people to say, hey, this is what this really was about. It, it had nothing to do with separate men or anything like that. Here, Here is the, the I, I need you to dig deeper and know who you are, right? So we can start at a younger age. I've had, y'all, this is phenomenal. My youngest client, if you will, I call them butterfly queens and monarch kings. I don't like the term of clients, right? Love that. 22. Her mom encouraged her to get a life coach. Mm-hmm. And the mom is awesome too. The mom got things going on, but the mother understood. You're going to hear me from the perspective of a parent and not necessarily a mentor. So right. at 22, we were able through our sessions, through our cycle of sessions, she was able to start identifying who she was at 22. Mm-hmm. She, she could speak with clarity. Now, can't you imagine what that would look like if we started you know, like you said, it maybe even in the school system, right? We, right. I know that's a whole nother talk. That's not what right. the school system's for, right? They don't want us to have separate identities, but right? we ain't going to talk about that, right? But <laughs> we I, could. I, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Y'all going to invite me back so we can have that discussion? There we um, go. <laughs> but the identity piece is important, and I believe... Um, if we could start having that conversation, which I do with my daughters, right? Mm -hmm. Whether or not they heed to it, they still have to live their life and experience life for themselves. They have to, but mama told you, right? She told you. (laughs) Right. Yep. Right. And I mean, the thing is too, um, a lot of times we'll tell them things Mm -hmm. and they may reject them at the time, but it's a seed planted. And eventually they come back to that wisdom and they remember, well, you know, mama did tell me this and I wasn't in a a position to to hear it or I didn't have the tools to take it in, whatever it was. But because the seed was planted and it's growing when it finally reaches fruition and that person is ready to accept it, Mm -hmm. it's available. 
to them. Well, well, if, no if, you, if you don't mind, I just want to touch on that one because I think we're set by default to say no and not to accept that advice. I think yes. society has been almost determined that way. Like, you know, if your parents tell you something, it's automatically no. And, I, mean, I mean, really, it's I mean, the way we grow. It's the, I, way, it's, it's the way we grow and assert our independence. And when you, you watch movies, you watch programs, I mean, that's how it's portrayed. And like, you know, kids always like, no, why you have this? My freedom is my life is this and that. And it's okay. But then, so everything is rebellious, right? At, at, at mm -hmm. the early stages. So we don't listen. Now, when it happens, like years later, when things happen, it's like, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and some admit, some don't. Yeah, but, you did. But, <laughs> you did, but it's like, okay, now, now what? There's a cost, you know, because you, you know, it's a matter. You give them a shortcut, but they're not gonna want to listen. Okay, you gotta discover on your own. That's fine. But my mom well, you used might to say, okay, you want to go, you want to go bump your head against that wall. Hope you have a hard head. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> hard head makes us soft behind. <laughs> or a first aid kit to bandage you up. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, that's that's the first stage of fly. The second stage is self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness is the next stage of first loving yourself. So first you become self-aware and you go through that process by way of self-reflecting. So as you begin to self-reflect and you begin to learn who you are, you have to then be able to forgive yourself right? Some of us are great self-reflectors, but again, we don't go on to the next stages. We just stay there. Then we become stressed and we become depressed and we experience anxiety. And then we start eating and we start, uh, it start manifesting in our lives by, you know, uh, not taking care of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we just stop there at self-reflecting. I'm horrible. I'm a loser. We call, we start naming ourselves all these horrible, ugly things. But the next stage that we have to go to is that self-forgiveness. And that is the emptying stage. I call it the emptying stage. Mm -hmm. We have to go through a process of self-forgiveness, right? A lot of us, you know, uh, some of us, It'll come to a point where I never want to make a mistake like that again. Right. So I, in order for me to ensure I don't run into that brick wall again, I'm just going to hold this in the forefront of my mind and I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do nothing. And I'm going to constantly remind myself I made this mistake. That's not the proper way to go about it. We then, we're stuck. To, then we stuck. Mm -hmm. Then we're stuck. And then we're bitter. You know, mm -hmm. um, we're we're angry at the world. We're closed off, not only physically, right, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, right. And sometimes people are like, well, why are they like that? They haven't forgiven themselves. And it's interesting. Have you all find it that people will forgive others quicker than they'll forgive themselves? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, <laughs> people, people oftentimes don't ever forgive themselves for, for certain things. And whoever the injustice was done against has long since forgotten about it, but they're still beating themselves up about what they did. Well, yeah. But but that goes to that point that they're not really self taken care of. <laughs> right. You know, they're still stuck with the other party. They're, they're mm -hmm. still on there. Exactly. And then they're not letting go. I mean, exactly. I think that's a big deal. You got to like, it's gone. It's passed move on let's learn now the new page new mm -hmm. chapter i mean you, you started the show we're talking about new year let's fly right <laughs> but, yeah. but you, you, you gotta fly every day and and, and mm -hmm. things happen yeah. you know on, on your life and people are not sometimes they're they're not they in denial that it, mm -hmm. it happened or yes. it could happen again i think that's a problem too because Absolutely. people don't want to accept that yeah. 
Absolutely. And then, I, mean, I think the other part of it too is, you know, bad things happen or things don't go our way. And that doesn't mean that we have to hate on the person mm-hmm. that was the, the transgressor. Mm-hmm. Carrying all of that just sucks our own energy and, and takes from our own strength and our, our, our own soul is, is sucked out. Mm-hmm. And we can see that person. And even if they don't change, even if they're not sorry, we can forgive them and let them go and wish them well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's like the quote that says, uh, it really talks about, I'll, I'll kind of like paraphrase, it says, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, hoping someone else would die. Exactly. Exactly. That. And that's just poisoning your, your yourself. And, the, you know, that goes to that lack of self-love because you should be spitting that poison right on out. Exactly. You're it's it's literally killing you. It's killing your future, your your growth, your mindset. It's unforgiveness. Your you're literally, it's you taking your Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, you mentioned mindset. Yep. I think that's that's the, the differentiator because mm-hmm. you know it's it's almost like you gotta know what that means and you gotta make the move and you just have to shift positivity versus negativity. I think we we spend a lot more time in a negative world because we just Absolutely. you know try to the whole world is a problem, everybody is responsible, yep. uh, and we have nothing to do with it, but we are also like you know, self-pitying ourselves, like you know, yep. you know, it's oh my god, you know. Mm-hmm. Not a cool thing, but but it is a mistake, you know, many of us make and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depends what level we are in terms of maturity, I guess, and, and, and understanding life, you know, we tend to easily fall into that and then we collapse. You said it, you, you're stuck. There is no movement. And unless you discover somebody or at least somebody else holds your hand and like, hey, there's a light, there's more, there's more to life than this. And then mm-hmm. that's when you transit. But most of the people, sometimes they're not there and no one is there for them. And they're not seeking the help. That's the other part. I mean, I love right. what you said about this this young lady, twenty two, who actually has been very proactive to it. But not a lot. Not everybody wants to 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 yeah. use somebody like I got this. I don't need anybody. I think most of us have that attitude. Absolutely. You know, why would I need someone to tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. That, that <laughs> yeah. showed incredible maturity on her part to accept that guidance to uh, to to get a coach to say there's something that I need to fix or need to do or or need to to learn, especially at that age when there tends to be a cockiness that says I I, I, got, I know everything. You know, absolutely, the world is mine. <laughs> absolutely, and to give her additional credit, right? The price is the price. I do not. I do not have the cheapest prices, which yeah. means she made a major financial investment in herself, right? Yeah. Sometimes you know, thing. you you hear people say, you know, put your put your money where your mouth is. There you go. That was that was a step to say I'm serious about it, and I purposely do that because I only work with a certain level of mindset, right? You have to be willing to understand that there are investments that you have to make in yourself. And I know you're going to show up. I know I don't have to hunt you down and say, we have a session. Are you doing your homework? No. Right. So that's a big deal because that means that that person is saying I'm worth it. Absolutely. I need it. That's that's epic. That's epic. You, You know, it's funny you say that because I think, I think one of the things that we're so cheap on 
is exactly that. When it comes to ourselves, I, I you know, we've talked about is, you know, before in health, fitness, mm-hmm. you know, someone will come to you at a gym, for example, and, and you know, we, we had stories about personal training and they will not pay for that because they don't think that's valuable enough to actually spend. And it's your health. It's everything. Now, we talk about physical health. Mental health is just as important. And, and exactly. this is the part. Of, but we think that maybe a cheaper package will do it. And of course, there's different levels, whatever. But I like the idea. If you pay the money, you're committed to show up. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we give the example like people that pay, let's say, in a gym mode, you know, $20 membership. You know, no one shows up after two months because it's only $20, you know, and going on. But when you pay like $500, $1,000, you're showing up, all right? <laughs> oh, you coming. You beat the trainer there. You <laughs> That's still exactly coming? Right. They're like, wait a minute, I'm coming out the locker room. It's only <laughs> four, four, four thirty and one second, right? <laughs> You got to commit and, and and that's a big commitment, but there's nothing more to invest in than you yourself because right. everything else revolves technically around you. I mean, I, I have this analogy. I always say that everybody's living a reality that's theirs and everybody else is in their reality. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because technically that's, it is my life. You know, this is, let's, let's take this show. For example, I'm talking at it from my angle. Everyone here is talking about it from their angle, but we all kind of mixing in this reality, but we all looking at it from our own angle and, and, and everybody's living their life technically, mm-hmm. right? They're moving yeah. about their way, but then everybody is interacting. My with world and own. you just live in it. Exactly. So it's my world. And so now if you're not investing in that, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely. because nobody, nobody ever is going to be as invested in you as yourself because they're busy being invested in them. Mm-hmm. Me know? first, I, it's me, myself, and you I are like, never going to be number as one to anybody else as you are to yourself. I mean, you may think you are, but really, everybody's busy going about their lives. You know, they're not looking at you. They're not hearing you. They're not worrying about you because they are busy trying to survive and trying to live their best life. Absolutely. And that's the whole, uh, this is why that fly component is so powerful and so important. And I'm so passionate about it because I, you know, I have the same save the world or help the world by first loving yourself. Yes. If everybody yes. focused in on themselves, then the world, we, we're, <laughs> what else needs to be done, right? Right. Yeah, we're so busy about everybody else but ourselves. And I think that's, you know, or even worried about like what the other world is doing and we're thinking or whatever. And then we sometimes identify with everybody else's but ourselves. Absolutely. I think exactly. and more than ever today exactly. with social media, it's happening more. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you know, oh, I want to be like this. Well, well, you have to have your own identity. What is that identity? And and if you don't mm-hmm. have that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the third, the third part. So, of course, I'll do a small recap. And that's my coaching brain because I like to do the repetitiveness. Right. So people mm-hmm. can really grab a heart hold of it. So the first one is about self-awareness. The second mm-hmm. one is self-forgiveness. And the third one is self-correction. Ooh. Oh, this is my, one of my favorites. Like all of them, <laughs> let, my favorite. Y'all, let, may, let's have, talk y'all, about that. <laughs> y'all may hear me say that about each stage, y'all, because all of them are necessary, right? <laughs> and this, we're, when we're talking about the self-correction, this is the self, this is the cleansing stage. So I identify them as by self and whatever, whatever the stage is. But I also like for people to understand the importance of these stages, right? Identity, 
emptying. And when, before you fill something, cleanse it, right? Let, let's start over. And, and that's what is happening in this stage. And, and like I said, y'all, I literally went through this process once I was going through and the divorce was ugly, y'all. It was ugly. I ain't even got enough time to talk about that, y'all. It, it got, it was very, very ugly. And as I was going through this process and I was looking back in retrospect, I started writing these things down like, well, how did you actually navigate this thing. So the mm. self-correction part says, now that I know who I am, or Vaughn, you should have known who you were before you got into a relationship like that. Mm -hmm. Now, since you didn't do that, you got to forgive yourself. Now that I've nice. started my journey of forgiveness, and I strategically said a journey of forgiveness because it's a yes. process, right? We don't necessarily forgive per se, like right off the back. Oh, I forgive you. It, easier <laughs> said than done. Literally, it's a it's a journey. It's a process because you got to remind yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a process. So now that you've done this process of emptying before you fill up, let's cleanse. And this self-correction stage is all about creating boundaries and limiting your access. That's yes. I, I saw a thing on TikTok or Instagram on one of them that I really liked because it said the only one who has a problem with you creating boundaries is the one who's trying to get past them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I talk about that in coaching quite often. I'm like, let's think about these boundaries because every there is not one person that I've coached that did not have a boundary problem. I say, you don't have a stress. You don't have a depression. You don't. And granted, I'm not a doctor. I do not, you know, diagnose or anything like that. It's not any of those things. You have a boundary problems, whether it is boundaries with other people's or boundaries with yourself. Sometimes mm -hmm. we need to set up proper boundaries. A thief don't like the fact that you lock up your house and have an alarm system and have a front door and have a guard dog. So, of course, the other people who want to cross your boundaries, they're the most agitated about it. However, boundaries are extremely important because... Without boundaries, there will be chaos. Right. Without boundaries. We have boundaries all over. And I get it. Everybody have different beliefs, but I believe in God. And mm -hmm. according to the Bible that I read, the first thing God did was create boundaries. He mm -hmm. separated the heavens from the earth. He separated mm -hmm. night from day, the land from the sea. And he strategically did that. And then at the end of all of these things, he said, and it was good. And mm -hmm. he did that because you think about it. If the water comes up on the land and it's not supposed to be there, California, some in some areas of California, <laughs> right? What's happening? Right here. Right here. It's, it's chaos because boundaries are being crossed, yes. right? So boundaries, they just create order. It's called healthy boundaries. And mm -hmm. that is an important stage of becoming fly because we talked about it earlier. We're putting everybody else, 
before we put ourselves. We're mothers, you know, aunties. Uh, uh, we all these people to everybody, but who are you to yourself? Because once you identify that, then you can say, I can show up as my best version as mom because I'm well rested. I have gone to the gym today. I had them endorphins kicking in. I'm stress free. I can love my husband. I can love my wife with passion. I can do all of these things because I am good. But right. we're serving people from fumes. You know, it's cool. We making it happen. But imagine when you show up as your best version. Set some boundaries. That's what I'm going to say. Set there some boundaries go. and limit access. Not everybody needs access to your VIP section. That's right. Everybody don't need access. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Because everybody is not your friend. Everybody is not necessarily there for your best interest. And even some who feel like they are can be emotion sponges that just drain you because they're so needy because they haven't set their own boundaries and they haven't removed their own mask and worked on themselves to establish their own worth. So they're busy trying to suck yours out of you to fill a hole that isn't yours to fill for them. Mm -hmm. well, well, so coach, I, I have a question about that. I mean, yes. you know, many people, unfortunately, they don't, see they can't live without the rest of the people i mean they have to be an entourage all the time they mm -hmm. and and they're not really able literally they just can't you know cut those 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 umbilicans and those relationships that are maybe not healthy for them or even identify which ones are which you know and and you're talking about boundaries but they're like already stuck in everybody else's world and mm -hmm. it's difficult so now they're going through problems and doctor you just mentioned there's a lot of emotion and energy that is around you that can just feel fuel in or just fill in that fuel that is not good for you. And then you just continue in your position. So how do we deal with some of that? Because I think that's another problem where people are not going to be able to, I love what you said about cleansing and mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, you take an, an, an old house and you just cut it out and you just refurbish it from scratch. It's all you now, brand new furniture, mm -hmm. brand new setup, you know, but if it's the old stuff, you're just carrying the same thing and you're not going to have the healthy, but, mm -hmm. but many people may not have that, you know, ability because they just have not, you know, let go from the rest and mm -hmm. just kind of, and that this is, doesn't mean that you have to collapse on yourself and not have any relations. It's just understanding how you work around the, 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 the surroundings. Absolutely. No, that's a great question. So the first thing I'll say is the fly life cycle starts with stage number one. You got to identify who you are. See, in this cycle and in, in any cycle, think about it. Do you throw your clothes into the wash cycle and it immediately starts with something that happens in the middle? No, it literally starts that cycle from the beginning. And that's why I have the life cycle set up the way that it is, because they're not going to be able to start from that stage and just say, I'm going to release people. No, that that's that would be irrational for me to have somebody make that claim. I'm going to say, first, who are you? And let's get comfortable with that person, because once you get comfortable with that person, you're going to understand you don't you don't necessarily need an entourage. Right. Because the entourage is really there most times to make you feel validated. Mm -hmm. Right. That I need yes men and I need people to rah, rah, rah me. No, I'm good by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't say I'm bad by myself. I don't I don't believe I'm bad. No, I'm good by myself. So once I have you start or once I recommend you start from 
learning who you are. And here's the thing about that self-aware and self-identity stage that uh, I find a lot of people have struggles with, especially when we're going through coaching. I want to be who I was five years ago, 10 years ago. Let's recreate. Much like you said, the foundation of that house is there. If we look and do a, a, a assessment and say, man, the, the foundation is structural, structural, right? It is solid. It's good. But there are some things we need to get rid of that old bed because it got bed bugs in it. And we start <laughs> making some assessments, right? The foundation is good, but you can become someone new. Stop holding on to the past because you have had other experiences in life that has now caused you to be this new individual that you need to go ahead and embrace. And mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the resistance come in because I want to be when I want to be the same size I was when I was 20. Boom. Your hormones <laughs> set up the way. The, you know, we can get you in a good, healthy condition, but you may never be that size two again. Who are you going to be today? And what does that look like? And let's embrace that and go into yes. the future with that, right? Yes. So that's what I would recommend. One, let's start from the first stage of the cycle. And then to your point, H, you said it's not that they need to just be by themselves. You're absolutely right. We're all connected. We need people. As much mm -hmm. as people say we don't need, that was not our design. Mm -hmm. Our makeup was to be here to connect with others and to support each other. So I like to give it to you from this analogy. Think about a club. So when you go to everybody's been to a club or a lounge, right, where they card. When you get to a club, and let's say it's a party, hey, oh, don't you start nothing. You know I like the name. You know, I'll throw some music in right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you're going to a popular club, right? And let's help them walk through this process. You're going to a popular club. What happens when you first get there, when you first pull up? Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's looking at you, which means there's a line. There's people outside, right? There's probably a line outside. So when you get to the front part, they stop you. Why do they stop you? ID. They card you. ID. They card you, right? Not only do they card you, they may look into your personal belongings, make sure you don't have any type of weaponry, no alcohol, because they want you to spend all your money in the club, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they card you because they want to make sure you're what? Qualified to get in. <laughs> you're Qualified to get in. You are of age. And let's say this is an upscale clothes. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, do you have on the proper attire to get into <laughs> our establishment? Because we want people who look a certain way. And we know if you have on certain clothes, you're not going to act crazy inside of my club. Bet. We got passed. We did the ID. We got on what it is. We get inside the club. Then what happens? They say, Okay, general admissions, right? You pay money to get inside the club. Now, there's another line. They are known as the VIP, right? They get to skip the long line. They go to a different section than everybody else. So general admissions, what, 20 bucks to get in most clubs or something like 40 bucks to get in most clubs. You have to stand up, right? Mm -hmm. VIP, you get chair you get velvet rope you get bottle service you get all that other stuff right behind the bar is who 
servers, right? I am saying all of these things because we need to live our lives the same exact way. To your point, H, it's not that we don't allow anyone into our club. It's just that certain people have to have certain qualifications to gain access to certain parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. Sir, you have not done a background check. You are not an employee. Why are you behind my bar? You are not going to have access to the management floor because you have not had years of experience of running and managing a club. You know what? You've been in my life for 2.5 seconds. You only get general admission until you pay the price to be yeah. in VIP section. And that's yeah. what we, we make that mistake. <laughs> we let everybody into our club and you don't even pass the minimum requirements. Yes. That's Love what it. they need to do. They need to start putting people in categories in their lives and saying, I ain't mad at you that you general admissions, but you don't get bottled service. You don't get access to the management office because I don't trust you enough. Right. You haven't put in the time. You got to earn your rank <laughs> and a right. <laughs> so that's what that's how they can do that. Even at once they get to that stage of, the, and this is what the boundary and limiting access stage is all about, start identifying and putting things in their proper place, prioritizing is what we can call it. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you bring somebody up into your VIP session and they say, yeah, I want to be here in VIP, but I'm really general admissions. Believe them. <laughs> they, they told you, man, it's too expensive. I ain't paying for back. No problem. Stay right there and stand up the whole club in those heels, right? <laughs> stand right. up the whole night. You don't get a comfy couch. It's okay. I'm going to wait till you for my VIP section. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, I love the analogy. I mean, that, that, but really, I mean, it's, it's reality, right? It's, it's, you have to be able to select, you know, who is where and what level and, and, and it's stages in life too. And, and not everybody's going to have the, I mean, I think most of the people probably, if they're mature enough, they realize they got, they got to have like one or two, a couple of friends that are really tight. And then there's a whole bunch of people that are closer and then it goes further and further. And then you have, you know, a lot of people, but none of them know your secrets and stuff. Unfortunately today though, some people, because of the social media, I think we, we tend to believe that everybody's, you know, friends and, and, you know, we're like, we, we got a lot of followers, a lot of friends, a lot of, you know, acquaintances, but are they really your friends? And, and that's the, are they really like, do they have the, you, you as their, be, the, in the best interest, you know, or intentions? That's the other thing. You don't know who is in it for what. And, right. and that's a big problem. And sometimes we don't see it. Mm -hmm. This happens even with, with, I guess, celebrities sometimes, you know, they, you know, mm -hmm. you make it and then everybody's your friend. Uh, you got to right. wonder why. I mean, is it, is right. it because I just made it? I mean, you want to be like seen with me or you want to be with enjoying my money and my, exactly. you know? that's, a, that's actually a big problem for, for celebrities. I mean, you know, I work with the, the celebrities on mental health and, and, and stress, and that is one of their big stressors where the general population most of the people that are hanging around with them are hanging around with them because they kind of want to be with them. They're kind of all on the same same level and they're doing the same things. And I just like you. Mm -hmm. But with celebrities, they're never sure who likes them, because even if they're hanging around with people on their same level, there's always that competition. 
you know, to get to that next level. And then there are just the massive entourages and fans who all want to jump onto your coattails because they want to be you without putting in the dues that you Mm. paid Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. to where you got to. So, you know, that's that's very difficult. And if you're in that VIP session, if you've paid those dues, you have to remember that there are a lot of people who want to be where you are mm-hmm. without paying those dues. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, sorry. I'm laughing. I just, I just something came in my mind. Like, like that's global entry. You have to get vetted out by the governments you the before exactly. you get. Exactly. <laughs> you go. You can't get global entry easy, so you have to go through the process to get it. You know. Yes. Can I screen. please see your references? Could I have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a full background check before you? Yeah, get exactly. <laughs> and I mean, again, sometimes you have to do that. But the other part, and I know we're laughing about that, but I believe. Uh, because of the social media area era and how we want things to be so uh, fast for us, we don't mm-hmm. allow the timing to take place to see yeah. if people are deserve to be in some of these areas. Like you said, global mm-hmm. entry, background, that stuff take. I was going for my clearance when I was um, in the IT industry and mm-hmm. um, I was a cybersecurity systems engineer. And I work with federal clients. You the the process of the background check. They were asking me things that I'm like, am I really supposed to remember my kindergarten teacher? Right. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, my neighbor from I don't, I don't even remember what I ate yesterday. You want to? Why me? do you need to know my underwear size? You know. <laughs> so you know, you know. Again, we're. we're People, they aren't going through that same process when it comes to, like you said, labeling people their friends or seeing their true intentions, along with being guarded through attempting to see this process, right? Because I've been hurt before. I've been used before. So how do I take that off and let somebody kind of sort it in so that I can possibly see their, you know, true intentions? You know... Oftentimes, probably the people that get you heard the most are the ones that engage into your environment. They already access, you know, there mm-hmm. and without vetting. And I think a lot of people don't see it because Ooh. they're not doing the work, like to your point, like selecting and doing the qualifiers and doing through the whole same. Many, I mean, you see a lot of treason and things that happen to, to in families and and, and friendships. Yeah. You know, like your best friend can turn against. Well, I'm not saying your best friend. I mean, the best friend, the true best friends will never go. They, they'll they'll be there for you. Whether you're there, they'll talk, you know, positive about you and they'll fight for you when you're not there. But but there are people that you don't know. They might be in your entourage and they play, like you said, doctor. They'll be like, they're like, you know, you'll think they're the best, but they're really, they're just waiting for the moment where something goes off. And then, hey, <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing. But you don't know. <laughs> exactly. You don't know that. And it, it's, it is when you think about it, it's crazy because like, do I trust, do I have to trust people? I mean, there's gotta be a level of trust, yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. a matter of knowing what those steps are to really identify. And a good friend will last for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is no, it becomes brotherhood and sisterhood. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you know, we're just like, you know, uh, for the needs and for, you know, some material stuff. It's yeah. really beyond that. It becomes really, some friends are closer than family members, I think. Yeah. Oh, learning, oh. learning to trust your instincts so that you can discern who's real and who's just along for the ride. 
Absolutely. But I will also believe with that, again, that kind of goes back to the ING in loving and this being a cycle and a process. Mm-hmm. These stages that I'm telling you all about, I have done it to a point where I do it daily. Mm-hmm. This is a daily process that I do. And I'm saying that because a part of that self-reflecting is to see who is in my, do I need to make some adjustments about my current entourage and who I call friends? You mm-hmm. might have outgrown me or I might have outgrown you. And you mm-hmm. no longer saying this the pr- same purpose. You might have been there consistently, continuously. I'm not going to completely kick you out of my club, but I need somebody else in my VIP section or tending my bar who shows up. You see what I'm saying? Now, I really like something that you just said, though. You said, you may have outgrown me or I may have outgrown you. We accept that we've grown, outgrown someone else, but it's much harder for us to accept that someone may have outgrown us and to let them fly, to let them go and right. and, and be them and do them mm-hmm. and continue to work on ourselves without feeling some kind of way like we've been left behind or we're less then they're on their own journey. We are not here to compete with them or to measure up to them. It's our journey that we have to pay attention to and be accountable for. Absolutely. And if if I truly love you and care about you as a friend, I want you to go get it because Mm -hmm. even if you get to the next stage, maybe you can offer some type of advice or encouragement or support or throw something back at to me that'll Mm -hmm. help me get to my next stage or my next level. I Mm -hmm. want you to go ahead. I I need people to do better than me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it excites me. So when my friends and I have a very influential, thank God, circle of like, Friends and people that I'm even connected with. Some of them I call family, like, you know, our kids, that's my niece, my nephew, you know, and then others, we have an understanding about our relationship. I need y'all to be, I need y'all to do y'all thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. I need, I need to learn. I need to learn as well. So if it's right there in my circle, that, that just makes me feel even better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the fourth one. The fourth one is finally self-love. People like, well, where does self-love come into place? Self-love is fourth. (laughs) Self-love, I know, right? (laughs) Self-love is actually fourth, right? Here's why people like, well, why why isn't that first? Because you need the other stages first. You have to. The self-love isn't working properly and it's not sustainable and it's not growing and you're not seeing the manifestation of it because again, you want to Feel something that is tainted, that don't know what it is, that is dirty, right? It's filled with stuff and the stuff that it's filled with is tainted, right? It's not cleansed. Therefore, it doesn't last. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it doesn't last. So it's almost like a a car, right? (laughs) You want to put more gas or oh no oil let's do oil right mm-hmm. how in the world you want to put more oil or oil that's contaminated and that's all gooked up your car's not going to function properly they have to do a flush right every so often to ensure the best functionality of the vehicle and that is the same thing when it comes to self-love but when i'm talking about self-love i'm talking about the one that says you know what 
in spite of my flaws, because I'm aware, because I've identified it, because I've forgiven myself, because I've created these boundaries and limited access, I'm still good with me. Like I get it. That's my hang up, but I'm working on it. So that's the self-love that I'm talking about. The one that has that self-development and say, you know what, H, you know what, Hurricane, I, I can't do this by myself. I need a life coach. I can't do this myself. I need a therapist. I need an accountability partner outside of my grandmama and them and my auntie them. And I'm not saying there ain't nothing wrong with them, but I am talking about the next level of investing in yourself. Now that is yes. self-love. Yes. That's yes. the part. And, and, and that's where you take those quantum leaps. I remember when I first decided that I was really going to go for being an entrepreneur and, and having my own business. I was in Houston, Texas. I had, I had lost a child. I was running away from my pain. And I was sitting there unhappy in Houston because that didn't fix my problems. And I said, what do I want to do and how do I want to do it? And I knew what I wanted to do, um, or I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I didn't know the how. Mm -hmm. So I reached out and I didn't have a lot of money going on at the time. And I found a mentor. Mm -hmm. I went for the best mentor that I found could find that I thought would get me to where I wanted to go. And when he told me what his price was, I literally sat down and cried. I mean, bald, boo-hooed. And he was like, get it out of your system. And that's the price. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> I got off of the call, bald and boo-hooed some more and took my poor pitiful butt to sleep. And when I woke up, I said, I'm worth this. And that was the singular best investment that I made into myself because it took me on a completely different trajectory. Absolutely. And I've never looked back. I absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. You boo who cried, I, I vomited like in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it was true. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> With the zero. Wait, wait a minute, where does the comma actually go? Like, how? <laughs> right? I'm like, a, I'm a few decimals the other way. Right, okay. like, can we carry this What? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're right, you know, having to to really invest in yourself, that is, that is the, that is a true statement of self-love. Because like we said, you see that you're worth it. And, and it can you, be very painful. I mean, it can be really painful, but it hurts so good. Right. And But it, like you said, it opens up a new world to you. Mm -hmm. And I like to look at it this way. Right. And and I same thing when I go with my consultation calls, they, they say it's what? And I can always tell by their face whether or not they're going to move forward. And it's OK. And I let them know I understand. And when you're ready, I'm here. The prices may not even be this. It may be something a little different, but I'm still going to be here. I absolutely get it. But what I like to think about is for every seed planted, there is always equal or greater return. Right. Think about it. 
a little a physical seed, whatever seed that you plant, you're going to always get equal or greater. Let's say it don't let's let's say it literally just does not grow. The seed is still going to be there, but it's not going to spring forth anything. Right. But if you plant a seed and whatever that seed looks like. You always get more back. So I that's how I had to start looking at Vaughn. What what to whom much is given, much is required. So based on what it is that you're requiring of me, Vaughn, what are you what are you willing to give? So I said, okay, God back. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out on this, right? You know, we we have that kind of talk, discussion. And he's like, all right. And like you said, that was by far one of the best investments and investment that I continue to make in myself so I can yes. show up for everybody else and be this coach, right? So and they can know arrive. that- You never arrive. We're, we should always be in process. <laughs> you mm -hmm. haven't arrived if you've arrived, you're dead, okay? So a absolutely, should always be in process. A absolutely, absolutely. So that's the self-love when it comes to self-development. And, and, and I also want to say, for those that don't, aren't at that, stage, right? I, I tend to be very careful about levels because again, um, I I study neuroscience um, that's infused into my life coaching as well. Um, so I'm very big on words and affirmations and how people perceive things. So when we say level, some people feel less than and greater than it, it just messes up. This convolutes the process, right? So mm -hmm. I'll say stage, right? The next part of your life. When it comes to that, if you're a person that don't normally do self-development and if you're not at a place to invest in a mentor of, you know, four, five thousand dollars, six, seven thousand dollars, YouTube University, the best free mentors ever. Right. You go and do 30 minutes a morning or 30 minutes at night and listen to some type of self-development, self-help work and then implement it until you get to the point where you can invest in that stage. Look, some of these mentors, literally, I'm like, I invest in myself, I believe, but not now. I ain't doing it. And then my husband's like, yeah, no, right? No, I get it. But in the meantime, there is self-development with intention and with intention that I do. And that means reading books, Listening to audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks, y'all. I'm I love audiobooks. And I, I believe that's because in the IT industry, I had to read big old manuals that I, I just I think I'm traumatized from it. So I listen to audiobooks, but there are other things, podcasts. You talked about that earlier, um, Hurricane. When it comes down to self-development, that means I am going to intentionally work on myself daily. That's the self-love. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the last, go no, ahead. Mm -hmm. no, so I was just saying, I, I, I love what you're saying because, and, and doctor, I love what you said about the the, the investment part as, as much as it was hard. You know, everything that is, great and fine in life is going to be costly. It's not going to be cheap. I mean, if it's you cheap, it it's not good. And then also, I think <laughs> what, what I know for a fact is that I don't care who's listening and watching right now. If you want something so bad, you're going to find the means to actually invest in them. It doesn't matter. I've seen that happen in all of other life. They want something bad, like they work hard, they'll fix it, they'll save the money and they'll manage. They'll borrow money if they have to, to make it work, but they'll make it work. Mm -hmm. That part. That part. I literally had um, a butterfly queen 
came back and told me because at first when she heard the call, she was like, oh, my gosh. And she said, coach, I'm ready. I said, OK, you sure you what what happened? Because sometimes, again, I want to know where you are. And she said, I borrowed the money. Couple of them. No problem. My credit card limit says and they see the value in it because the return it doesn't even compare to what it is that you 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 actually invest from a monetary standpoint. You're mm-hmm. you've been in the same place, living the same way for the past 20, 30, 40 years. You think this is going to be an overnight process and it's just going to happen like this? No, you need someone to challenge mm-hmm. your mindset and say, no, no, no. I hear how you saying that. Let's look at it from this perspective. Right. Because like y'all said, we're always conditioning ourselves. That's something that my um, my husband, Dr. Evans, Robert Lewis Evans, the third, I got to give him some love. Um, I learned so much from him. He has a book that's called Run to the Pain, right? Run to the Pain. And in this book, he talks about how we're always conditioning ourselves, whatever it is that we do, however it is that we respond to trauma, to life, to experiences. Next time it happens, guess what? You're going to do the same thing because you've put that habit into play. And right. I, and that's something we need to make sure we understand when we are presented with these opportunities. Oh my God, I don't have it. You're conditioning yourself to always say, oh my God, I don't have it. Therefore you don't. And, 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 and having it, we, we don't have it and not having it is a, a painful place and trying to get somewhere to get it when we don't have it mm-hmm. is a painful place. And we have a tendency to be averse to pain and to try and run from it. And running to that pain Mm -hmm. is where the growth occurs. Exactly. And his his book, I'm telling you, maybe he can come on here and share his story with you all one day. But he speaks directly. We would love that. Love to have him. Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely make the connection. So um, and the last final stage of fly is self-commitment. It's self-commitment. And if you notice, each one of these stages says self first, right? Self-commitment. Self-commitment talks about, I am going to honor my commitment to myself every day with intention, even sometimes throughout the day. I'm going to be self-aware. I am going to forgive myself. I am going to correct some things. I am going to work on self-love. And then guess what? I'm going to do it all over again because Mm -hmm. I'm worth it, right? Mm -hmm. We'll do, some of us will do one of these things, right? Sometimes we'll do two or three of these things. But where we drop the ball is honoring our commitment to ourselves to do this over and over again. I'm exhausted. I'm But guess what? You as you every time you open your eyes, you got to do it again. So we might as well honor your commitment to yourself. You honor your commitment to that that job that you absolutely hate or that toxic relationship or that ungrateful child. Right. You honor your you show up for them. Right. Show up for yourself. Right. That's all I got. <laughs> and oh, that's that a lot. Plenty. <laughs> that is plenty. I mean, any any one of those places is i mean you could be unwrapping that unpackaging it for oh, for yeah. years, for oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that's why i gave y'all the condensed version believe it or not right. I literally through my that's coaching right. structure 
break those things down because I'm not a coach or a person. If, even if you go like on any of my social medias, I don't agitate a pain point without giving you tools and solutions. Right. right. I don't just call these things out. And they're like, well, how do I become self-aware? How do I identify myself? Like, no, there's processes to those and there are steps to those. Right. Yeah. And it may look different for everybody. And that's why in life coaching, you tend to change active role. Yeah, absolutely. And it changes. I mean, you go through different stages in your life. You have different things come. I mean, you know, you've been married before mm -hmm. this marriage. I'm sure it looks nothing like the other marriage in terms of this stages and the processes that you Final, have best and last you hear what i'm there saying you there you go Final, best and last right there you go yeah so, but because you, know, you have those cycles you can implement yeah. that each time and that's yeah. why it's a bittersweet thing when my butterfly queens or monarch kings they don't sign up for another cycle of sessions because yeah. they can't people can't come to me and just do one session it's no right. way. I'm. I don't want your money that bad, right? You one session, even though you feel empowered and you feel inspired, you need someone to hold you accountable to walk through that process for a, a an extended period of time. So for a lifetime. That is why they're called life. <laughs> Absolutely. But they can at least take the tools that I provided them and to your point, implement when life starts happening again. Because I still have some of them reaching back out to me and it's like, coach, I, I went through this process because I love celebrating with them. We must celebrate ourselves. It helps to build up our self-esteem and our confidence. Mm -hmm. So they'll still reach out to me and guess what happened? And I said to myself, well, what would Coach Vaughn do? And then I implemented this step. I want you to have tangible tools that you can implement in your life. So when you are ready to go to your next stage, you take a piece of Coach Vaughn with you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, I just wanted to say this. I mean, Coach, I think I think those are the pillars of healthy and happy living. I mean, <laughs> if if you can apply those, I think, you know, your life is going to be much better, you know, because that thing, if you can do you correctly, everything else is going to fall in place. And we, we do us wrong most of the time and therefore everything else is not right. So exactly. this is like a true formula of like how we can be living rich and I'm not talking financially and although that can actually uh, materialize and manifest into, you know, monetary as well and financial. But really, if you don't do this right, you're not going to be able to do anything else. And I think that is, I love it. I mean, you said, you know, that that's it. There's not it. That, that's a lot of stuff. There. That's like a big, big, big change of people if they listen and actually apply these things that you just talked to. I mean, it's powerful stuff. Thank now, Coach also, um, she has some products that help you to, to get to this point. Uh, there's a journal and tell us about the affirmations. I want to hear about the affirmations. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Affirmations was a big part of my journey. I really believe not only, of course, my belief in God, but understanding the power of the words we speak. Again, if I can go back to, if you believe what I believe, that's what I have to tell people all the time. If you believe what I believe, he spoke and these things happened, right? We have the same power. He said, in the tongue lies death and life. So what we speak can kill us or it can revive us. It can cause us to live an abundant life. And to me, everything we say is an affirmation. 
So yes. I'm very intentional about what it is that I say, what I say to my kids, what it is that I say to my husband, but also what it is more importantly that I say to myself. So I believe affirmations was a big part of saving my life and helping me go through. Y'all, that was a very dark time in my life. That was mm -hmm. extremely dark. Mm -hmm. I literally, I, I hooked up with this guy at 19 years old. We got married in uh, 2003, so four years. And then we were together for eight, nine years. So it was a 12 year. And I didn't know who I was. I was a baby going through being a mother, a wife. I was working, helping him start businesses. And I mean, y'all, and then 2008, of course, I was in the um, title industry as well, uh, the real estate industry. And we know what happened in 2008, right? Right. I helped him get a whole uh, rehabbing properties and things like that. Business started. Things tanked. Things went upside down, right? And it was a covid pandemic moment but in a different light you see how we have these little cycles and things like that happen but that was a very dark time in my life and in order to get through that Vaughn, what are you saying to yourself what are you feeding yourself so that's why affirmations are extremely important to me so i created um Several affirmations that one is the fly mindset deck because you're first, first loving yourself, changing your mindset. You mentioned that and we uh, hopefully y'all invite me back and hopefully I ain't tell too much. Right. But the whole <laughs> mindset discussion is, you know, um, something that we definitely can really dive into from, you know, neuroscience perspective, mm -hmm. as well as how we apply it and deal with it real time. But everything we say is an affirmation. We're programming, we're programming, we're conditioning ourselves. And yes. part of that programming software, what we are inputting in our minds and our spirits. So the fly mindset deck, first loving yourself, goes over a lot of those affirmations. I also have the fly abundance deck. You know, um, this is speaking financial abundance. Um, mm -hmm. I believe in the black community. We look at finances. I know I, I'll talk about me, right? I don't like to call other people out, right? I'm gonna talk about me and my upbringing. We ain't got it. Money don't grow on trees. You know, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul. If it ain't yes. one thing, it's another. Remember, affirmations, we are affirming ourselves. So I help people with this deck actually uh, change their discounted dialect into a luxury language. Let's mm -hmm. speak how we're supposed to. I am abundance. I mm -hmm. am abundance with a C-E and not just abundance, right? So these are that deck, um, the 45 fly day journal uh, that goes through a 45 day process of first loving yourself, covering all of those pillars by way of activities, intentional activities where you can get intimate with yourself, forgive yourself, love yourself, have fun, figure out why don't I like spaghetti, right? You know, why why, why does cookies and cream, you know, bother myself? Really get down to the heart of who you are and why you are the way that you are. And I also most recently have an affirmations app as well. So um, yes, yes, um, it's, I'm giving lifetime access to that. And okay. that's because there's still some bugs that's being worked out. But I was led not to hold that back while you're working out the kinks, right? People right. need that. And I cover seven seven different categories of your life. 
um, public speaking, business, relationships, mental health, spiritual, being fly, um, and your finances. And you, of course, can add your own. I have videos on there. So that is available on Google Play Store as well as Apple Store. And I have a bunch of other kind of digital ebook products. One more specifically I'll mention, um, this is a big part of being fly, is how to pimp your nine to five and make time fly. <laughs> okay. Ooh. All right. I think we'll be interested in that one. <laughs> it's an e-book. It's an e-book. E yep. Again, a big mindset work. Thirty, I think it's like 30 pages of just impactful. Hey, this is how you leverage your job and you look at it like this. And get through the process and make the time really fly. So, but do note that she did say mindset work. You oh, yes. have to do the work. You can't just buy the book or, no. or buy the deck of affirmations or abundance deck. You have to put in the work. Just like they get those treadmills, new year, new, new me, right? <laughs> Resolution. That treadmill don't work. No, you just didn't get on it. That's right. That's right. You're just that waving. Hey, bye. Right. right. It's holding your dirty clothes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to talk the talk and walk the walk and take the action. That's it. I mean, not, nothing happens by just, you know, we can talk all we want. doesn't matter. I mean, you got to yeah, apply. Yeah. I mean, you really, you really do have to put in the commitment. One of the things I, I, I do, is, uh, I'm a concierge physician and I don't accept everybody as a client. And I'm straight up front with them. I'm like, this is what's required of you. Mm -hmm. And if you are not willing to do the work, I don't want you as a client. Mm -hmm. And I have no hesitation in firing a client either. If you're not going to do the work, then you're not going to get the result. And that's a bad reflection on my program. And it's not that I didn't do my part, but you're not doing your part. I'm not going to carry that load. Absolutely. You know, that's that's your load. And you need to just go on somewhere else with that. If you don't really want to fix it, you're going to need to put your money, your time, your energy where your mouth is, because in order to stretch and grow, you have to put in the work. You just Absolutely. have to do and that's where that accountability piece is huge. It is major. I mean, our jobs, accountability. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Conditioned to have accountability in order to see results. The, when we get into preschool, when we get into, you know, you know, middle school, elementary school, middle school, all the way up, we have accountability built into our lives. And we think that that structure is okay because that's, you know, understand it's a given, right? But get a life coach, get a, get a therapist. No, you need accountability there too. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm just going to give a, a, a wonderful example of just kind of the, the whole mindset thing, because as I said, uh, coach and I, we met up in the Hamptons at the Billionaires Roundtable. And there were a, a gazillion people there, you know, successful people doing all kinds of things. Um, and we were a small group. There were what, seven of us? I think I there think were so. seven of us. Yeah, I think it was one of seven. And she and I looked at each other and we said, we're going to own this room. We are going to own this room. Mm -hmm. And we went up to do our talk 
And we were all in sync. The energy was there because that was within our power. We had claimed it. We had affirmed it. And we went in there and we owned that room. You know, a whole lot of people spoke throughout that event, but people repeatedly kept coming back to us because we owned that room. And you have to make those those positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to do that, and even if you do know how to do that, you need a coach, Vaughn, to help you along the way. Because, you know, we don't always see our own stuff to be accountable for our own stuff. So sometimes somebody has to clean the mirror and hold it up for us to get a good look. And then once we get a good look and we say, no, that that no, that's not it. We need that coach on the other side to say, look again, mm-hmm. look again. Now what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. And to hold us accountable for doing what our mouths are saying other than just bumping our gums you know absolutely absolutely. and there's plenty of free affirmations on my website right Mm -hmm. um i give a lot of free information away on my pay all of my social medias i'm literally going through lessons right we talked about not necessarily being able to have a one-on-one coach i provide the information it's right there for you affirmations are huge. We're affirming ourselves anyway. Be careful of what you're speaking over your lives. That's right. That's right. And just be prepared to do the work. She has it up there for free, but she's not going to force it down your throat. You have to go to her sites, go to her social media, follow her, like her, and then eat those pages because they're just full of good, rich food. Thank you so much, y'all. Yeah. Thank you. So I guess, I, I guess I guess we're at that 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 the the end of the the show right now. And uh, what what would be just you know uh, your basic final you know advice today? Just just something that they can really take it. I mean, just one element that we want the audiences to just take with them today and just apply. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we talked about. But I mean, they right. want to apply. We want them to apply all that. But like, what's the one thing that we just want them like to leave them with today? You know, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. It's a affirmation. It's an affirmation. It's called the positive perspective statement. They have to do all four. Be patient, but persistent. Remembering it's a process celebrating the progress perfect oh, that's it. it that's it i think <laughs> that wraps it up <laughs> absolutely love it so coach von thank you thank you for, for for joining us and and dropping all of those nuggets of, of just excellent information that all of us need and all of us can can use um we definitely would like to have you back. And we also want to have your, your husband on the show and uh, everybody, you know how it works. We will put all of coach Vaughn's information in on the site, go like her, go follow her. She has programs, check those programs out and you'll have her contact information from her sites. Um, But you know, if, 
you can't find it for some reason or other, you can always come to us and we'll be happy to connect you with this very valuable, valuable resource of a person. Thank you. So um, go to her site. And while you're going to sites, make sure that you go to our site and like us, comment and share. So we hope that you have found this show valuable. We certainly have found it valuable being here. We've enjoyed Coach Vaughn, and this is an, an extraordinary way to jumpstart the, the new year. We're excited about what we have coming into the new year and, and the way that our show will be going. Uh, Hurricane, can you tell everybody quickly about some of the things that we have coming online? Yeah, so so just just look up for the next I guess episodes because we want to go live and uh, we would like you to actually participate on the show with the phone calls and uh, you know your chat and and just really interact with our guests and then ask live questions and you know we're taking it on the road so hey it's, this is for everybody who's watching and listening more you know and. Uh, we have great resources. I mean, you know, coach today, you know, has, you know, definitely delivered and beyond. And, and, and there's, that's the whole purpose is to help you find something out there. And if you need the help, you know, we are trying to provide you with some of the resources that can make you, you know, different, better, and, and really improve and evolve to, to the next stage, as you said, uh, <laughs> coach. So, <laughs> so as you're launching into the new year, again, like us, follow us, share us, and definitely come back. And our tagline that we want you to take with you is that you are your greatest asset. Invest in yourself. It's the best investment you'll ever make. So thanks for being with us. We hope to see you again next week. Thank you, Coach Vaughn. Thank, thank you, you to the audience for listening. And you have been with us with Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. I am your show host. Dr. Cheryl Bryant, Bruce MD, the celebrity duck, and my co-host and producer, Hisham Elamanti, Hurricane H. See you next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.